Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Athlete Voices podcast. I am your host, Belisha Tang. This week, I'm very excited to have on the podcast Amanda Bessieden. Amanda is a professional Latin American dancer. She is a Blackpool Dance Festival vice champion and a finalist of numerous prestigious competitions in the U.S. Amanda is the face of 375 Dance Studio, which is one of the biggest YouTube channels for ballroom dance tutorials and workouts. Through social media, she is trying to educate dancers of any age or level about the physical and mental side of ballroom dancing. Everybody, please welcome to the podcast, Amanda. Good. Oh my gosh, it's been so long since we spoke. Like what? Back when you were in California. How long ago was that? That has to be going on like seven years. Seven years. Seven years. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Seven years. It's a long. <laughs> it didn't. It felt like such yesterday. a long time because we met at, <laughs> back in Cheryl Burke dance. That yes, was and then a that lot. Like down, and then it closed. Right? Yeah. So, are you guys in New York now? Yes, we are. We are in. Wow. New York. Wow, that's so cool. <laughs> I've always wanted to live in New York. Is it? Uh, is it like? How is it different than the Bay? Is it like more fast paced? More. Um, definite. Oh, definitely more fast paced Mm -hmm. for sure. I'm for sure like a New Yorker. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. But I really miss California extremely. Wow. Um, yeah, we both were Andre and I, cause Andre did come to California at Mm -hmm. one point. Mm -hmm. Um, we were both like in love with San Francisco. Um, but (laughs) definitely more fast pace, you know, it's like, for sure, go, go, go. (laughs) For sure, for sure. And also the dancing is, uh, I think there's a bigger dance scene, right? Ballroom dance scene in New York. Yes, much bigger, much bigger. It's a bigger um, client base. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say that it's definitely different between teachers, different between students it's just a different atmosphere because we have so many students here right? Um, that, you know, people just pop back and forth between different instructors and this and yeah. this and that. And everybody's like, whatever, you know, yeah. <laughs> about yeah. you know, we're okay with everybody, you know, popping around and taking mm-hmm. lessons with different people and doing things. For sure. Yeah. Well, let's get started and talk about how you got into ballroom. Yes, let's do it. Yes. So uh, I think you told me a little bit about um, your story, how you started in gymnastics, right? Yes. I was also a gymnast. I resonate with that. Yeah. So when did you start gymnastics? So I started gymnastics probably around the age of six um, I did not rhythmic gymnastics, but like mm-hmm. I call it regular, regular, regular gymnastics. artistic <laughs> gymnastics. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, I did that from six years old and I was competitive right away. Um, mm-hmm. I did competitions um, until probably around, I want to say I was eight or nine years old, mm-hmm. maybe older, mm-hmm. maybe 10 maybe mm-hmm. 10. Um, I can't remember that far back. <laughs> I know <laughs> it's a, a long time ago. <laughs> it's, it's all a blur, but um, yeah. 
Yeah, I did gymnastics uh, competitively. I went to level eight. Mm -hmm. That's what I can uh, remember. And while we were um, in gymnastics, one of our, so we had the gym and then right across the way was a ballet studio. Mm -hmm. And it was a requirement if you were a part of the team, um, you would have to take ballet classes Mm. um, to help you with being more graceful and Um, you know, just stretching in general and all of that stuff. Um, so we had to take ballet classes and I actually loved it. All the girls on my team hated it. Um, (laughs) but I loved it. And my ballet teacher at that time was telling my mom, no, no, no. She's a dancer. She's not a gymnast. Wow. She's a dancer. Yeah. You need her to dance. Come on, convince her to dance. Yeah. And my mom's like, she loves gymnastics. I, I, you know, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was, you know, unfortunately, uh, gymnastics is very mentally and physically abusive. Yeah. It um, is. And definitely can be, you know, yeah when you're training at a very high level at a young age um, and the end goal is sort of doing Olympics and, you know, like getting to a high level um, it definitely puts a lot of pressure on a young kid. Yeah. Um, And I got to my, I got to the point where I just didn't like one day I woke up and I was like, I'm not going. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to do gymnastics before school and after school. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I would have sessions before and after, and I just woke up one day and I told my parents, no, like it was after a competition. Um, I didn't place as well because um, I didn't get a, like we had my beam routine. I stuck everything. I stuck my landing and I got like a, it was like a seven point something. And we Mm. all were like looking at each other, like what happened. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I told my parents, they took out my back tuck. And because they took out my back tuck, I didn't have all of the requirements for that level. Mm. And, you know, it was, it was a very big mind game for a young kid. Um, And then because of that, and because of everything and the mental stuff, I just woke up one day and I was like, that's it. it, I can't do it. Right. It's not me. Like I I can't do it anymore. I'm done. And my mom was like, okay, let's like, do you want to like continue doing ballet? And I was like, yeah, sure. Let's, let's try it and continue. Um, And then my mom found a ballet studio, like just a strictly ballet studio um, here in New York. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's where I started my ballet journey. Mm -hmm. Um, After my ballet journey, I went into, I did a intensive at American Ballet Theater in the city. Mm. Um, I had an audition for that. And that's when I realized ballet was not for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tell me why. The the culture of ballet. um, I mean, maybe it's different now and I don't want to, you know, um, put it down. Um, But the culture of it, you know, the girls were not eating. Yeah. it was just, I mean, I don't mind strict at all, but not eating. And, you know, they were like literally eating air for lunch. And there mm-hmm. was me. And I was, when I went to this intensive, I was around 13. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is like where your body changes and everything. And there's me like to my mom, like, what are we going to eat today? Like, mm-hmm. I want, I want to try this pasta. And then I want to go and get this 
a cupcake from this place. And, yeah. and it, it just wasn't in me to like starve myself. And I saw mm-hmm. how old these girls were. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, I got injured while I was there. And it was literally the last week we were just about to do a show, like our final performance. And I was doing plies at the bar and my knee popped. Wow. And I was so afraid to straighten my knee. I was, I was like invented in the plie. And mm-hmm. I was like, um, I was like, I don't want to straighten my knee. I, yeah. I like stood there for a second, straightened my knee. It popped again. Oh God. Painful, super Ooh. painful. Um, I went to so many people, physical therapists, this one put me in a brace. One took me out of the brace. Eventually I stopped completely doing ballet and it just kind of fixed itself. We never figured out what the issue was and why it was constantly popping in and out. And then it Mm -hmm. just resolved itself. Um, And that was around the time where my mom was like, I, I told my mom, actually, I said to her, that's it. I'm done. I'm going to go to college. I'm just going to like do something, you know, figure out what I'm going to make my major. I'm mm-hmm. just going to go to college at this point. I'm not mm-hmm. going to do anything in the, you know, let's say movement, gymnastics sports. or movement, sports. Yeah. I'm not going to do anything. And that's why my mom said, no, mm. absolutely not. You're a performer. You're a dancer. I know it. Uh, let's try ballroom dancing. Mm. And the first thing I said to her was, isn't that for old people? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I said it because we only, I mean, as Americans, we only get to see ballroom on Dancing with the Stars. Exactly. Um, And then most of the time Dancing with the Stars, you get stars who are already retired. Mm -hmm. They don't have a lot going on, you know, so they do the dancing with, they, they do Dancing with the Stars. So I only saw that side of ballroom dancing mm-hmm. and that's why right away I was like oh it's for old people like that's the only way I saw it mm-hmm. um so my mom did research I got myself to actually um a social studio because that was the only thing we had on Long Island at the time and I was mm-hmm. a pro-am student mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. Eat. I was 16 years old oh my gosh that's so similar to I started when I was 16 as pro-am <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah 16 yeah. and I started doing pro-am I actually only did standard first oh interesting only did standard I don't know why I when I went into the studio um they showed me a few different dances um and then I said I liked waltz I liked maybe it just because of the ballet background and the you know um classicalness and the classicalness style, yeah. of it Um, I just, you know, hovered to it. Uh, Then eventually, maybe like six months down the line, they were like, okay, maybe you should also like, most of the time kids do both Latin and standard. Uh, So maybe you should get yourself into trying that. And I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'll try it. And then from there on out, I was like, okay, Um, I did both. I really, I did. I tried, tried my best (laughs) (laughs) to continuously do both Latin and standard. Um, But ultimately I ended up picking only Latin. Latin. Your personality fits Latin so well. You're so (laughs) fire when performing and like, thank you. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. 
So Latin. Okay. So your start pro-am, you do some pro-am competitions. Um, when did you find your first amateur partner and how did you find him? It was Nikolai? Was your no. First? No. Okay. No. Um, so I decided, well, not me, but my mom, because mm-hmm. I was 16 at the time. She decided that um, the studio where I was at, it's it was like a franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, she and there was no other kids. There were some few other girls, but it wasn't like a kids studio. Um, and then we found out that in so I live on Long Island, um, and then in Brooklyn there is Brooklyn Dance Sport Club. Mm-hmm. Um, she found this studio and she said it's a it's like we heard that it's a big kids studio, um, that they have a lot of competitive kids. So my mom was like, okay, let's try it out from my house with traffic going to Brooklyn is like maybe two, two and a half hours to get there. Oh my God. By um, car or by car. By yeah, car. Wow. Um, so my mom was like, let's do it. Let's like, cause you need to be in a competitive environment. So we went there. Um, I actually went there originally uh, because I was mostly into standard at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once I got there, um, I did, you know, the one group class a week in standard one in Latin and I ended up finding a partner that I danced pre-champ with mm-hmm. in Latin. So mm-hmm. I completely had nobody for stand. I still considered continued my standard lessons, but I only had my partner who danced Latin. Mm-hmm. Um, so his name was uh, Lior. Mm-hmm. I danced with him not too long because at that time he was already preparing for college and he was not very serious about dancing. Mm-hmm. So it was like when he gets to college, he's stopping. Um, he didn't want to practice. Like I was in the studio every day. Yeah, You can, can imagine that I didn't even have a lesson, but I was in the studio practicing. Yeah, um, And he... It, it was not so serious. So for me, I, you know, it was only for a few months and I ended up um, breaking it off, even though I didn't have any other options, just because I felt like it just didn't fit with what my goals were. Mm-hmm. And I felt like a little bit, what's the point, mm-hmm. you know, to, to practice with somebody when I'm really not practicing with him because canceling all the time and da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. So it just didn't fit my goals. Um, and then... I found a partner. Um, his name was Vlad. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, he was like the top in youth in this area, like in our tri-state area. Um, and then he, we heard that he broke up. And through before all of that stuff, before Vlad, I had so many people who would not want to dance with me. Mm. I can't tell you how many partners and moms, my moms were talking to, my mom was talking to, and nobody wanted to dance with me because I was very new. And they're like, oh, she has no experience. She has no experience. Mm-hmm. She's not good enough. She's no experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we finally found, well, I found out that Vlad was breaking up with his partner. And I, I think we knew him through a mutual person who was close with him and we said like please can you just like give me a chance just give me a tryout I'm really hard working I work so hard to like be at that level and da 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 so we had a tryout and he ended up you know we ended up working out and we danced probably for about a year Mm -hmm. I would say for about a year um he broke up with me 
for some reasons. <laughs> I really yeah. don't want to say. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, we know how it is sometimes. You know how it is. Um, it's uh, because, you know, when you're young, you also get influenced by people and mm -hmm. you say things that, you know, maybe end up later on in life realizing mm -hmm. like, why did I say those things? You know, sure, yeah. so we'll give him the benefit of the doubt because he mm -hmm. was young mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we're all young and we say stupid things. Mm -hmm. Um, So he ended up breaking up with me and that's when I was without a partner. Um, And then that's when I found out, I asked, so my teachers were, um, and still are, um, Eugene Katzevman and Maria. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I went to Eugene and I was like, okay, it doesn't matter. It like anywhere, just get me a partner. I don't even care where they'll be. I'm there. Like yeah. I'm willing to do anything. And he remembered about that's when Nikolai came into the picture. Mm -hmm. Um, and he, uh, messaged Nikolai, Nikolai, uh, one of his requirements that he wanted for me to, to have to do 10 dance. Cause Nikolai was also, uh, mm -hmm. dancing 10 dance at the time. And I didn't do standard for the longest time. I was like, yeah, sure. Like <laughs> I've done a little bit before. I'm yeah. sure that I can figure out a way to pick it up. I'll take lessons. I'll do whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I on actually, it was what day it was, it had to be on Thanksgiving or the day before Thanksgiving, something like that. I just remember it was Thanksgiving. Um, mm -hmm. I flew to San Francisco and we had a tryout and we ended up dancing together. Amazing. So yeah, this so was, you were 18 at this time or 17, 18? I was 18. Mm -hmm. Yes. Got it. Wow. 18 and I packed my luggage. <laughs> I was like, I'm just, mo I, and it's so crazy because the culture of ballroom dancing in general it sounds insane you know like I'm 18 years old I'm going across the country for a tryout with some guy that I never met before I'm yeah. gonna go stay in his apartment and like you know it, it's like what like, <laughs> normal people would hear this they would be like are you crazy? are you crazy <laughs> but, um right but we do it you know we do it for dancing you know yeah. we do it for, for ourselves yeah. And it worked out and you were with him for how many years? Four. So it was probably only going to be two years. Oh, I thought it was longer. Okay. No, it's only going to a I think we were like almost made it to two years. Got it. I, I remember around the time I started dancing, you guys were together and then I was like, Oh my god, they're so good. Like looking at you guys at Shellbrook, <laughs> like, oh, um okay amazing so this was you're in california and so did you decide like i'm gonna forego college i'm gonna focus only on dancing did you know that was your goal like yeah so once i really got into ballroom dancing like when i moved to the brooklyn studio mm -hmm. that's when i was really like okay this is for me i'm going to just focus on dancing mm -hmm. no college I'm very very lucky to have parents that are supportive of mm -hmm. not going to college mm -hmm. um, and not doing that 
Um, so I, yeah, I dedicated all of my time to dancing. Got it. Amazing that you had so much passion and courage to do that, especially not having grown up in the ballroom world, right? You started when you were 16 um, and you made that leap, right? You were like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go all out. I'm going to follow my dreams. And it's also interesting to me that it's it's really cool that it was only two years after you really started ballroom that you were already at this level where you were competing um, with an amateur partner and doing really well too. I remember you and Nikolai, just you guys did really well together. And that's amazing. That timeline is so fast. And um, I'm sure you worked really hard. Like how many hours were you in the studio every day? So I'm going to be very honest and it's, Mm -hmm. um, it's, very strange and you would be like really um we really didn't practice that much Hmm. um we I think we when we did practice it was full out um but for some reason it was I think at that point in my life um it was the first time I was ever away from home um having to work, um, make my own money, pay for my own lessons. Um, and the stress of just life, um, and having to do that financially myself, um, it would, it made it very difficult to focus on dancing, you know, because by the time we would finish and come home, um, and we worked in like different studios and different places and, and whatnot. And even sometimes we would work in separate places, Um, by the time we would get home, we were like, okay, it's like, we have to practice. It's like 12 o'clock at night. And it's like, uh, I'm tired. It's like impossible to really like push yourself to do it. Um, so yeah, really at that, at that point in my, in, in my career, I wasn't practicing as much as I do now. Mm Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it's like not even comparable. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, then mm-hmm. now completely different story. <laughs> yeah. How much do you practice now? Um. So I'm very lucky that I only work at one studio. Um. We are practicing about six days a week. Um. We are, it, it doesn't sound like a lot. And a lot of people say that they practice more. Um, but we practice two hours a day, um, but it's productive. Yeah. It is nonstop. It is go, go, go. We're not sitting around. We're not talking. Um, we actually barely talk in practice. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a super productive two hours. And by the time the two hour mark hits, we're exhausted. Mm-hmm. We're like, uh, we can't like physically and mentally, we can't do anything more than that. Mm-hmm. Plus yeah. we're doing other, other things besides, um, practice. So that's right. Plays, that plays a, plays a role. Absolutely. Like you're teaching, right. You're teaching, you have an amazing YouTube channel that I, Thank you. I follow and I've done some of the vid- videos I follow along. It's called 375 dance studio, right? Yes. Amazing. Yes. Uh, and it's really <laughs> big. It's grown to a 
big following. How many subscribers do you have? Yeah. Like, Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I don't even like know myself. Like I remember when we were um, building up the followers. Yeah. Okay. We're at a thousand. This is exciting. <laughs> and then we're at, like 5,000. This 5, is exciting, wow. you know, but now I don't even look anymore because it kind of just yeah. whatever, you know, whatever it is, it is. Oh my gosh. Um, we're at uh, 241K. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And it's so funny because I do whenever, you know, people talk to me about it. Uh, that was never the point of the channel. Mm -hmm. You know, it originally started because we went into COVID. Right. Um, we just started working at, um, it's actually the dance studio is called 375 Dance Studio. Um, we just started working there. Um, and because he just opened it up right before COVID hit. And like, we couldn't go to the studio. Everything was locked down. So he was like, listen, let's make some videos for our students so that they're not just sitting at home, that they're, you know, keeping up on their dancing. Um, so let's just see where it goes. So we'll put up some, just at first, let's put up some technique stuff. You know, this is like, you know, all the knowledge that we know and whatever. Okay, let's put up some Roomba walks. Let's put up this, let's put up that. And we were just like texting to our students and, you know, telling them this and this and that. And then weirdly, we were like getting other followers and we were like, okay. Um, then all of a sudden we put up a workout video with like all different dances. Mm -hmm. And this just went like, boom, people <laughs> were following us. So many views, comments. And then we realized, okay, people do like the technique videos. People do like, um, I don't know, like routines, but they really like the workout videos, Yes, um, especially right now in COVID. So just being able to just get up and dance yeah. and have fun. So yeah. that's then that's how it all went. So it wasn't wow. originally just so that we could, you know, yeah. make a big channel and da, 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 da. No, it was yeah. originally started for our students and then it built. Amazing. Amazing. And the quality of the filming, I got to say, is amazing. So well, professional. Thanks. Yes, that's thanks to Sergey, the owner of the studio. Mm -hmm. um, he uh, is, first of all, he has an amazing uh, setup. He has great uh, quality cameras and um, great lights, and he makes it super important. Um, the studio itself, he put all of these like very nice lights so that it looks all professional. Mm -hmm. um, so he really, um, like took, and he, he does all the editing too. So he's like really into all of that stuff and mm -hmm. he took it upon himself to really make it high quality. Yeah. Um, even, even from the beginning, um, yeah. whenever he does something, it's always like, it's either a hundred or like nothing at all. <laughs> so he's like, yeah. either we're doing it or we're not doing it. Right. So, we do it right. Yeah. Yeah. We do it right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. I love it. Um, okay, so going back to your own dance journey. So when did you meet Andre, your now husband and dance partner, Andre? When did you meet him? Oh, so uh, I was dancing with Nikolai. I was in California. But before I left to California, when I was looking for partners and looking for tryouts and just having tryouts and stuff, um, I had friends who were from Ukraine who I was working with before. And they said to me, you know, we have a boy before, this was before Nikolai, we have a boy 
who's coming from Ukraine. He's just waiting to get his visa. He's going to come and he's going to look for a partner and he's going to look for work. And they showed me a picture of him and I was like, okay, like, whatever, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm like, I'm looking for somebody now, like, yeah, <laughs> not yeah. eventually. Um, so then I ended up having a child with Nikolai moving to California, being there. And I was doing a show at the time, which was called Sway. Um, mm. So there was like, it was like a ballroom dance show with um, Max Chermakovsky, Val. Um, I think at the time, even Tony Devolani was in it. Um, and I did the show when I was living in New York. I moved out to California and they wanted to do the show again. So they asked me to come back and be a part of it. And my friends were also in the show. So I came back to New York to do the show. And we, um, I think we had a few shows. Um, yeah, we had to have, I think it was like two or three days worth of shows. And then there was like two shows a day. Um, but on at the very end, we had a big after party. And uh, my friends were like, oh, remember, there was this guy um, who was coming from Ukraine. He's here already. Mm. Um, we're going to go get him. He was watching the show. Um, we're going to go get him so we could bring him to the after party because we were all taking like a car together to go. Mm -hmm. And I was like, OK. Um, and then. Andre comes walking in and I was like, he's cute. Um, <laughs> so we went to the after party and it was so funny because like, you know, we were just dancing all night and we were having fun and we were going back and forth with my friends. And I was telling my friend like, oh, he's so cute. And, mm -hmm. he, and then apparently he was like telling his friend like, she's cute. And like, you know, whatever. <laughs> we were like talking. Um, and then when I left to go back home, uh, he messaged me on face, uh, Facebook and he was like, oh, it was so nice to meet you and da, 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 da. So in the end of the day, we ended up dating each other. Um, but he was living in New York Aww. and I was in California. Right. And uh, he said eventually he was like, I want to be with you. So I will move to California. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, don't like, we'll find work. We'll, you know, we, we will find an apartment. We'll do something so that we could be together. Yeah. Um, we were like literally only dating each other for a few months. And I was like, oh. I'm into California to live. So when you know, you know. When you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I love so, that. That's so sweet. Yeah. Oh so we, we, we started dating. That yeah. was the, that's how it, is, how, how it started. Got it. Got it. Was it? Do, I don't know if I remember correctly. Was he dancing with Sarah Nolan? So, and then you were with Nikolai. <laughs> kind of. Okay. Um, so what, what, what Nick and I were dancing and it was very weird because literally at the same time he found, he got together with Sarah. Mm. Um, so literally when Sarah was moving in, Andre was moving in. So we were like at the same time, I got my own apartment he moved in with Sarah. I moved in with Andre. Mm. Um, so naturally, if they're both looking for partners, um, they were just practicing together. So they decided like, let's try, let's practice together. Um, I think they even took like a lesson together before. Um, so um, they decided to dance together, like try it out while uh, Nick and I were dancing. Got it. 
And then you guys flipped. <laughs> and then we flipped. <laughs> yes. And then we flipped yeah. partners. Yeah. Um, but I think that was definitely in, in both um in both scenarios for for both for all of us, I think the best uh thing that ever happened to all of us. Mm-hmm, um so I mean you I guys are was- both both of you guys like couples are doing really well now and you guys are in open professional latin category yeah yeah yes Um, (laughs) wow so tell me about the lifestyle of balancing training teaching competing traveling youtube channel how do you do that all great question (laughs) that's a very good question I think only now I have found the way to balance it all. I think for everybody, for every each individual person is very different because of depending on how much you work and how much you are, you know, able to push yourself to do. Um, But for me, I struggled with this tremendously balancing my, my life out. Um, there were some point in time where I really, really just didn't want to practice because I was overworking myself. I had a point where I was working in like three different studios at, at one point and mm. I was just driving 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there. And then by the time I, I needed to practice, I was like, I, I, I don't want to. Um, so, I mean, what I have found that works for us is we found a great studio to work at. We have a great relationship with the owner so we're fully there in that studio um we wake up quite early in the morning we get our dancing done in the morning we have decided we do not dance in the evening anymore Mm -hmm. um there's absolutely no way (laughs) we used to do it we used to teach all day and then do an evening practice so hard mentally you cannot do it we cannot do it um so we wake up early, we do practice, we do gym. Uh, and then after that, we teach our lessons. And then we have one day a week where it's on Tuesdays. We do not teach. It is just for our dancing. We go into Brooklyn, we take our lessons, we do rounds, we do group class, we work on just ourselves. Um, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday, we're at the studio teaching. Wednesdays are the most difficult days. I have like 13 lessons on oh. Wednesdays. Wow. So I start very or very early. I have like one 45 minute break to quickly eat and then continue my lessons. Um, we So that's uh, Wednesdays. I will try to get gym in at least. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube videos are usually all in the night time because now that we're out of COVID and we're very busy because when we were in COVID, that was like the easiest thing ever. Mm -hmm. We just took a whole day. We recorded a bunch of videos and then we had like a whole library ready, you know, to just send them out. Yeah. Um, now we don't have that luxury of taking a whole day for recording. Um, so we'll just like record something until the evening. And there were some nights that we would be recording until 3am, 4am. Um, and then the next morning having to wake up early and doing Mm -hmm. it all over again. Um, so 
yeah. And then you know, competitions, I've realized that um, I need to prioritize my dancing right now while I can. Mm. I only have a few more years left before I retire because mm-hmm. um, we've, we've planned when we're going to most likely um, retire. And we know we only have a few more years left mm-hmm. and we need to get it all done now. Yeah. So let's make this a priority. Um, and you realize that when you speak to your students about it and if they miss their lesson because you're at a comp and you talk to them and you tell them, you know, I'm at a comp, this is what I'm doing. This is my life right now. This is my style of life right now. I'll do my best to fit you in another day, another time. They're very open, you know, yeah. they're very lenient. And if they're not, you know, you say, I'm very sorry. You know, maybe it doesn't fit with me. You know, maybe you could find a teacher who isn't competing at this moment. Um, but they're always, they've been great. You know, we, yeah. we have a great, we have a great bunch of students now. Wonderful. So, yeah. yeah. I remember I saw your recent Instagram video, of, um, a day in the life of a competition and you were waking up at like 2 a.m. and finishing at like 3 a.m. And I was like, damn, that's yeah. Do you yeah, take power I... naps or? No, actually. Oh, wow. I don't even know. I'm I'm going to be fully honest with you. I don't even know how I do it. <laughs> <laughs> I just do wow. it. I don't know. I, I try not to think about it mm-hmm. um, because I try to do all of my own stuff. Like I try to do my own nails. I try to do my own tanning, my own. Um, I have when I go to the competition, somebody will do my hair for me um, because I'm really like I don't like to do that I'm like somebody just do one thing for me mm-hmm. um I do my own makeup and all that stuff um but yeah the one I just recently posted I didn't get to bed until 3 a.m wow woke up the 24 next hours at, yeah woke up the next morning at seven um I didn't have time to take a nap that day I competed and then again didn't go to bed until 3 a.m after the comp after taking off everything and being done but then thank God the next day I had off. I slept until <laughs> 12, 12 PM. I was like, nobody talked to me. I yeah. Like, like, <laughs> so I had one day to like, kind of. Recover. Yeah. Recover. Yeah. yeah. That's really intense. That's really intense. Um, but you guys are doing amazing. You, you recently, it was at the UK, right? You were like almost making the quarterfinal. Oh, in UK Open. Open. Yeah. 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 We, Congratulations. Um, we rise. Thank you. Thank you. Right now we're focused on the rising stars. Mm-hmm. Um, we danced. Um, we also danced the rising star this year. Um, we were sixth. Um, Amazing. And then, you know, we did, we did a whole year of the rising stars last year. We mm-hmm. did um, UK, we did Blackpool and we did um, international UK. We were, six last year also Blackpool we were second and then we were six again in the international and you know we were like okay we're six let's let's do another year mm-hmm. it's okay you know like we only have a few more years left of dancing let's just dance mm-hmm. as much as we can yeah. um so then we did UK again this year and again six um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's it's okay you know we we Again, we understand we only have a few more years left. I want to try to dance as much as I can now. Yeah. Um, before before I retire and start popping out 
bunch of children. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, just enjoy as much as you can. Right. And what, what's like your favorite part of being a dancer? (sighs) That's a very good question. (laughs) My favorite part of being a dancer. I think, um, I think it, well, first of all, I love what I do. Um, I love that I can teach and, and give the knowledge to everybody who is willing to take that knowledge and wanting that knowledge. Um, on the other hand, it's great because I get to travel. Um, I get to see places that normally people, some people would never be able to see. Um, I don't see much when I go to those places, but at least I'm like, I've been to Germany, you know? Yeah. <laughs> maybe I've seen the hotel and the airport and maybe like a little bit here and there yeah. I can tell you how the food is um, <laughs> but you know at least I've traveled and I've I've been to places and um just the flexibility of of my life you know it's super flexible my schedule my way how I want it um whenever you know if I feel like taking off I don't need to ask my employer if I can take right. off. I kind of just say to my students, I'm off for these days, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the flexibility of it, just a little, and I, and I love, I love performing. I know. I, um, I mean, you're a performer, Amanda. Like, I've I, seen you live. Her stage presence, her confidence, like, I want to be like that. <laughs> like, Thank you. Yeah. I just it's it I just love to entertain I'm super competitive don't get mm-hmm. me wrong mm-hmm. I am very competitive um mm-hmm. you can talk to Andre that like Andre will tell you she's like a psycho when it comes to competing um yes I am very competitive but in the end of the day I do love entertaining an audience for me a successful comp is when people look and feel entertained by me like if mm-hmm. people tell me like oh you are like so entertaining it was like the best performance you had if somebody t- if I got first and somebody told me it was the worst performance I had I'd be like just throw my throw my trophy away mm. bury me alive <laughs> like that's it I know <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah performance is a very big thing for me absolutely absolutely and I think you also emphasize basics I see on your videos, like you, you devote a day to basics, right? A a training session to basics is super important. And um, tell me about what goes into basics training. Yeah. So uh, we did not start doing that until COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really sad to say, uh, because I know that COVID was such a bad time for a lot of people. Um, But actually for myself and and Andre, it was a very eye-opening time. And it was actually very productive for us because we needed to figure out how are we going to keep up with our dancing? And what are we going to do now to change up our schedule and our our lives to improve our dancing during this time? Um, So we made a schedule where we were like, let's do basic day. Mm. We're going to call it basic day where we incorporate only basics and that's rumba walks, cha-cha walks, crusada walks, 
bronze routines, silver routines, gold routines. Um, we have begin, uh, we do like um, beginner solo routines, advanced solo routines. Um, so just the combination of anything basic, anything that's syllabus. Um, and I have seen such a tremendous improvement in my own dancing just from adding that basic day once a week, even helping me to teach. Mm. It's really helped because I start to dance full out these basic routines, you know, because when you're teaching, you dance full out, um, but you're mostly, um, you're trying to help the student improve themselves. But when you're dancing the basic full out, first of all, it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> like, <laughs> open routines I'm like they're a piece of cake basics they feel so restrictive um and then you're like okay what can I do to make these routines not so restrictive how can I make myself more flexible or you know uh how can I make this better and you discover ways you know you discover certain things like you know one teacher told me to do this another teacher told me to do that um when I dance this basic, I think this works for me better. What teacher, let's say B said, but in this particular moment, what teacher A said actually really resonates with me. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I think it's a great way to discover your own dancing to help to teach people. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And thank you for the advice. I hope people listening you know, take it to heart. I think basics, it all comes back to basics, right? If you don't it have does. your solid foundation, yes. how can you expect to do your open routines well, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so tell me about motivation and how you stay motivated. Um, you know, we all face challenges in our journeys, especially as dancers, athletes, there's ups and downs and competitive results, right? Sometimes yes. we may not be where we want to be. Yes. Um, how do you keep your motivation high in those moments? So there was a time, there was a point, and I think this is great for, you know, anybody who's listening who really is getting hit with their results. Um, Andre and I, when we were dancing amateur, mostly, I mean, towards the end of our amateur days, it was getting better. Um, but our amateur career, if you look at our results, were horrendous. Mm. I mean, we would, there were some comps that we would go and we would be out the first round. Mm. We'd be out. And it was very often. And the frustration of going to a lesson and having a teacher say, I, I, you dance great. I don't understand why, you know, I just don't understand why. Um, and I, at one point, um, it was after one of the black pools, we went and we got out quite early. I think it was like second round. We got out. Um, and I was like preparing for that black pool that year. And I was like, that's it. You know, we're going to go far this year, you know, really trying to motivate myself. Um, it was after that black pool. I just said to Andre, I'm done. That's, this is it. I've been beat up mentally so many times 
I go to every competition. We're like completely out. We're not getting the results at all. Um, and people are telling us they don't understand why. And I, I just, I broke. I completely broke. I said, I'm done. Um, Andre was like, no. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, we're not done. Um, get up, go to the studio. Yeah. Get up, go to the studio. And every time after a comp, I was like, I'm done. I'm not doing it anymore. Um, he's like, go to the studio. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, it's not going to feel as bad. Um, and it's true. When you get a bad result and when you 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 wake up the next day feeling a little bit better. And then the next day after that, you feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know that really if we talk about results, um, a lot of people are not really remembering results, you know, maybe like within the first week, you're like, oh, and this happened and this result at this competition. But if you're going to ask somebody from a competition a year ago, nobody's going to remember where you placed. Yeah. Everybody's going to remember how you danced. Yeah. And how you made them feel. Yeah. But nobody's going to remember really where you placed. Right. And I think that really changed my whole process of it um that I looked at it as people are going to remember if I danced and I made them feel good and that I performed very well then and I would much rather win a crowd for them to cheer for me and go wild and I got second than to be first and the second place couple got the whole crowd cheering and wild and then Mm -hmm. when they announce us for first place there's like yeah you know so for me it's much more about entertaining and Mm -hmm. and that's I think what motivates me it motivates me to get up it what motivates me is to find ways to be more entertaining Mm -hmm. um to improve obviously the dancing to be more entertaining to be more creative um the less you think about results, the more you feel motivated actually mm. to go to the studio. Um, mm-hmm. There was a point in time where I was getting motivated by a result because we just started dancing the pro rising star. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like between us and another couple. And it was like super motivating to go to the studio because it was like one competition we would win and the next competition they would win and mm-hmm. the next competition we would win. And it was like, oh, I got to get to the studio and I got <laughs> oh, to do a little more. I got to, okay, okay. You know, yeah. on point. So the next yeah. competition, I get them, you know? But, <laughs> um, so yes, I, I guess you have to find what's appropriate for what you need in that time. Um, and I know how, how it, it can be like you can be unmotivated to go anywhere, especially if you're getting bad results. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been through it. I had four years of horrible results. Yeah. Um, but once I've changed my mindset about my dancing, um, it really helped me to actually even get better in my dancing. And then people started to all of a sudden turn their head and be like, hmm. mm-hmm. so that's great. That's wonderful advice. Um, and you, your results, your guys' results are showing now. You know, they're it's paying off. And I'm glad you guys stuck with it 
you know? And yeah, it's just interesting, right? Sometimes we get bad results and we don't know why, right? And then you guys made the switch to pro and then you guys were getting better results in pro, right? So that strikes me as interesting. Yeah. It's like, why? you know, it's, you know, it's super interesting because so of course it was right before. So um, we were in COVID, we came out of COVID, we did one amateur competition and we looked at each other and we were like, it's time. Mm. <laughs> um, but we had so many people tell us you're going to do much better in pro than amateur. Mm. Mm-hmm. And we never understood like, why? why you know like <laughs> why would we do much better in pros and amateur yeah and people would tell us like you're more of a pro couple than you would be huh. an amateur couple and I'm like I don't really understand that like yeah. can you <laughs> like, elaborate the... on yeah. that um but now that I'm dancing pro I can kind of see what they a little bit meant by it so and I'm I'm so happy that we turned pro when we did. And we actually turned pro quite young. Um, and it was a scary step. I mean, when the first person mentioned it to us, like maybe it's time to turn pro, we were like, <gasps> we were like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Um, we were like, we're not ready. We need to dance more amateur comps, you know? They're like, but wait, when you dance pro, you will you will say to yourself, I wish I would have turned pro earlier. Mm-hmm. And we were like, no, 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 that's scary. Um, but then we, da- we decided, uh, we talked to our teachers, we talked to Eugene, and he was like, I think it's a great idea. I think you're coming out of COVID. Um, your dancing through COVID really improved. Um, you're in a different mind, you know, mindset. Um, I think it's a great time because, um, you know, at the time it was kind of all kind of a mix, like who's going to be still dancing, who's going to dance, you know, uh, Rising Star all of that stuff. So um, we danced our first comp and I was like, we should have turned pro earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just so much, it's, it's more relaxing. Mm. You know, all of the, all of the competitors are super chill. Mm. You know, everybody comes in. It's like a, it's like a big family meeting. You know, we just see each other, you know, you see each other at every comp and you're like, how are you guys doing today? Good good you know you beat a couple and they, they come up to you like congrats guys good job you know whatever you know mm-hmm. and everybody's very just it's a great atmosphere where I felt like when I danced amateur it was so like everybody was like, pumped you know yeah. pumped to dance on the floor and then all of this like yeah like energy and da 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 yeah. And I was just like, I, I want to come to the competition and I want to like talk and I want to be chill. And, yeah. you know, like, I think it's just a different, it's just a different atmosphere. So um, interesting. Yeah. With all the competitors. And it's nice. It really is. Good. Um, yeah. And it's funny. Anytime somebody turns pro, I always say to them, I'm like, so how is it? And they're like, oh, this is so chill. This is so fun. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it is fun. Wow. So that's yeah, a little bit of the insider's perspective. Yeah. yeah. And it sounds strange. It really does. And, and yeah. you like before we turned pro, we heard it all the time and we were like, oh, no way. No way. Yeah. These pros, you know, they were like so serious and da, 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 da. but actually <laughs> we're all just like, we're all just trying to like get the best out of all the years that we have left. So right, it's like, right. we're just enjoying and having fun. 
Absolutely. And I'm not familiar with the process of how do you, how exactly do you turn from amateur to pro? Like what is there like a thing um, you go through or? You just have to, um, I mean, to be honest with you, you kind of just say like, I want to turn pro. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but you do yeah. have to, because if you're registered under NDCA as an amateur, um, you do have to contact um, NDCA and let them know that we have decided we want to turn pro mm. um they have to change something in their system mm -hmm. for you to be not an amateur competitor anymore to be a professional competitor um they kind of have to like approve it mm. but there's really no reason why they wouldn't approve it mm -hmm. um there's no there's no that's the thing about um ballroom dancing is there's and I, I think it's different than other sports is that there's no like you need to do a certain qualification to become a pro or mm -hmm. maybe have like a certain uh, result or a certain, I don't, there's no like objective measure. Yeah. Right. You kind of just decide I would rather dance pro than amateur. Interesting. Um, and yeah. then you just change your NDCA from mm. there on out. Mm -hmm. um, but it's hard to change it back. Sometimes they don't accept oh. you to change it back. Yeah. That's something that is not talked about a lot. Um, so when Andre first came to America, he worked for a company, another, like a franchise. And when they, they registered him underneath NBCA to dance comps and they registered him as a pro. Um, so when he did, he like, and he knew nothing about it. Um, so they did everything for him. And then when we decided to dance together and we wanted to dance amateur, um, we were like, oh, you know. Uh, we told our teachers, you know, oh, he's just uh, underneath, he danced pro-am like one comp or two comps or whatever it was with a student. And they were like, no, you have to write a whole letter to NBCA because they might not accept for him to go back as an amateur. So mm. um, you just have to explain your situation that, you know, he didn't compete himself as an uh, as a pro and then mm -hmm. come back to amateur. Um, but there has been some instances where people like turned pro danced with a partner and then got a different partner and wanted to dance as an amateur and they said no they couldn't oh interesting yeah I mean it kind of makes sense right because yeah. then you just be jumping back and forth with different partners yeah. everywhere right so yeah. yeah got it thank you for clarifying that yeah 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 <laughs> yeah okay so we'll finish off with the following question um well I guess this is more of like a personal question because I'm going through a little period in my dancing where I'm struggling with motivation. Um, yeah. What would you say to any of your students out there who may also be going through a similar uh, motivation plateau? You know, like, should I continue? Or like, what's the point? Or, you know, I can't find a partner or I can't find the right partner. Like, and this costs money, you know, this is time resources, yeah. like, what would you say to yeah. them? Yeah. So, like, the first thing I would say is, do you have a certain goal? Do you have, if, if you truly have the desire, and you really want it, um, depending on how, what, whatever it is, so it, it can be through, um, I feel like now in dancing, there's, um they're opening up the door for a lot of possibilities in competitive uh, in the competitive form so you could dance like as a solo and you could dance with the pro-am 
and you could dance with a partner. Um, and so my thing is, what's the goal first? And is it really, truly a desire? And are you willing to do a lot or at least put a certain amount of effort for that goal and for that desire? If that is yes, <laughs> if that answer is yes, um, then you have to find the appropriate, um, maybe it's the appropriate coach for that. Maybe it's the, or you have a certain coach and you go to your coach and you say, okay, this is my goal. Um, how is this achievable? Um, and if, you know, if you do have a coach that you really truly, um, you know, you put everything to and you trust, um, they will definitely point you in the correct direction for that. I feel motivation is um, something that you sometimes have to work through. So either you have to figure out a way to inspire yourself. Um, that could be either done through going to lessons, um, going to maybe a camp. You know, there's a lot of um, dance camps and you can get very inspired by um, the lectures that are happening there, by the other dancers that are dancing there. Um, and that's also like, like you said, like finding a partner. Um, that's kind of a place where you could find a partner. Um, and then, you know, I also at, at one point didn't have money to take a bunch of lessons. And, and yes, it is financially very draining. Um, but, and then there, you know, you have to work with the information that you've already previously got, or you can sometimes, let's say, go to the practice and let's just like have a improv day mm. where I stand in front of the mirror and I just make up my own stuff, you know, mm -hmm. and have fun with it. And, you know, then you find yourself going through that sort of, I've, I've been through those times. And then you kind of get bored and sick of that a little bit because mm -hmm. you're like, okay, how much could I really truly improv and create? Now I need a little more structure. Um, and then there's another point of um, motivation that I'm like, suck it up and do it. Yeah. Just get your butt to the studio, whether you like it or you don't and practice. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as much as your, your mind and your body is telling, you no. That's it. You're 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 putting your foot down and you're telling yourself, I'm doing it um, because that's with anything in life. Right. Yeah. Um, sometimes, you know, you don't want to go to work. Right. Uh, there are some days I'm just like, I'm exhausted. I can't do this. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm so mm -hmm. tired. <laughs> yeah. But you have to. You made right. those, you know, you made that commitment. You made those lessons. Now you got to commit and you got to do it and you got to do it 150 percent because they're relying on you. Yeah. So you have to treat. You know, you have to treat your dancing um, as if it was a prior engagement to a friend. Mm -hmm. Like you, you make that a priority. Um, you, you put it down and you just do it. And you sometimes, it. You, yeah. And, and we all go through those um, mentally, we go through those times yeah. where we're like, no, you know, we, we plateau, like you said. Mm -hmm. um, and then you find you plateau in your dancing. Right. And you're like, you know, I don't know where to go from here. You plateau mentally, you plateau in your dancing. And then uh, from there, you just have to work through that time. 
Yeah. That's what I've learned. It's just, you just keep pushing, put it to the side, just keep pushing. Don't let it affect you. Keep pushing, keep pushing. You'll get out of that time. Yeah. You will. So if it's something you really desire and you want to, let's say your goal is, I just want to do this competition. I want to go out to the competition. Um, I want to dance, even if it's with a pro-am or whoever. Um, I just want to do this competition. Or there you see a camp happening. And even if the camp is like, let's say for me, it's in California, right? And you're like, I really want, I, wa- I want to be inspired. Like, I want to learn from this person. Okay, make that a priority. Book that. Go to that camp. See if that brings on any inspiration for yeah, your dancing. For sure. Thank you for all of those wonderful pieces of advice. And there are so many ways you can tap into um, resources to find that inspiration because we're not going to feel inspired every single day. That's the truth, you know, with anything. But um, yeah. I guess my biggest thing that I, I just fear regressing, you know, I hate it when I see that my progress is going backwards like that's my kind of it's almost like yeah that's a big motivation for me is that fear of I don't want to regress like yeah that's painful to me (laughs) you know yeah I think so how I look at this stuff because I'm I'm always looking at everything um half full I always Mm -hmm. look at the, the glass half full where Andre is the opposite he looks at everything half empty. Um, and we have this dynamic. And he also, like, he's one of these um, people that if he misses, let's say, a week of practice because we decided to take off, he starts in his head saying, we're losing our endurance. We're losing our dancing. We're losing this. We're losing that. And I say, I say to him, I don't think so, because we come back, let's say, from the first practice after taking a, a break. And of course, it's going to be a bad practice. You haven't you haven't moved your body like that for seven days. Um, but I always feel that there's never, there's really never a regression. We're always constantly learning. Mm-hmm. And there's sometimes where the body is just maybe not prepared for whatever it is in that moment. But it doesn't mean that tomorrow it's not going to be prepared for that mm. or the next day. And we're always going to have... Um, these natural cycles we go through. Um, I want to, I want to say it's called like a biorhythm that we have in our body. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked it up. I, I did a little bit of research previously about it. And now I forgot all the fancy words they used for mm-hmm. it. Um, but we all have a certain biorhythm in our body that there will be weeks where you're on a high and you feel like boom, 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 boom. There will be weeks where you're at a plateau and there will be weeks where you feel like it's going down. Um, and I experienced this and I really feel it a lot myself um, that my body will be like feeling great, feeling great, feeling great. Oh my God, I'm improving. This is great. Awesome. I feel awesome. I'm dancing. Then all of a sudden I am doing the same exact thing as I always did. And the next week I'm dancing rounds and I can't even dance 30 seconds. And it's like, boom, 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 boom. But this is just our natural cycle. Our hormones Mm -hmm. are constantly changing, right? And 
everything. I mean, the season is changing. The weather is changing. This is changing. Your body is changing. Yeah. Um, so it's just natural for us to go through different cycles for um, sure in our body. So not letting that affect, um, us mentally, I think, yeah, because mentally is the biggest, is the biggest thing. Because we start to, then we start to panic. We're like, oh, we're regressing. This is getting worse. My endurance is getting bad. And then you start trying to link it to something. Mm-hmm. Like, it's because I didn't go to the gym that one day, you know, or I, it's because I didn't stretch for an extra five minutes, you know, and then we start going in this bad cycle in our head mm-hmm. mentally. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, ignoring the bad thoughts that come in or dealing with the bad thoughts that come in. I think ignoring is not a good answer because we should deal with our mm-hmm. mental stuff. Um, we all have, we all need to keep our mental health in check. Yeah. Um, but just dealing with all of those bad negative thoughts that come our way and knowing um, how to deal with those negative thoughts. And if you don't know how to deal with it, I believe I'm a big believer in going to therapy. Mm-hmm. And I actually personally myself never been. Um mm-hmm. But I am a big believer in, in if you need the help and you don't know how, go to a trained professional, get help mentally, because you don't want it to affect your daily life. Of either. course, of course. You know, of course, we're just talking about dancing, but this can also leak into your everyday life. Yeah. And you want to be, you, we all think about taking care of our bodies, but your brain and your, you know, is is also mentally is also a part of your body and you got to take care of that too absolutely that's got to be healthy just like your body (laughs) yeah no excellent yeah I completely agree with that um and there's sports psychologists as well if you want to work like on the performance side mental performance I know a lot of dancers they see sports psychologists to help with that um so you know that's another resource you can tap into Um, yeah for sure yeah, well, thank you so much, Amanda. This was really fun. I certainly yes, learned a lot fun. and well, loved hearing your thank story. You. <laughs> thank you so much for inviting me on. Um, I'm really grateful that you have brought this to, you know, a platform where everybody can read about it. And, and not just about dancers, about athletes in general, because I saw mm-hmm. you had gymnasts on and everything, you know, and we can learn from that. We all, all athletes, can learn from each other. And I want to yeah. thank you so much for providing that for all of us. Um, of course, and it's my pleasure. I know that other people have tried to do, are trying also to do podcasts, but it's very few. And um, I think this is great that we can have this talk and other people can learn from all of our experiences. <laughs> Absolutely. And just kind of enlighten people to the world of ballroom, which is not a yes. lot of people know what goes into it or behind the scenes so not at all yeah well thank you for your your gratitude I'm grateful for you for taking time out of your busy schedule to hop on the podcast and I can't wait to get it out there I can't wait too all right thank you so much bye Amanda (laughs) bye bye Thank you guys so, so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Athlete Voices podcast. We have new episodes coming every Tuesday, so stay up to date with that by clicking subscribe. You can follow us on our Instagram at Athlete Voices and check out our website, athletevoices.net, where we post feature articles about the guests on this podcast. 
If you like this podcast, please give us a rating and leave us a review. We'd greatly appreciate it. I'll talk to you guys next week.